to the Runner X Podcast, where we talk about all things running. As many runners know, it's 90% mental. So join Coach Valerie and Coach Caroline as we go through the mental side of running. Welcome back to the Runner X Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Caroline, and I'm here with my partner, Coach Valerie. And today, Coach, I'm going to talk about something that um, is kind of a taboo, I think. But it's really true and we need to discuss it, this idea of weight loss when running. Because a lot of people, me included, um, run because we need to lose weight. And it's, it's, we consider it an easy fix, right? But then what happens is people think just like, well, I got to get in shape before I go to the gym. We've had people say, well, I got to lose weight before I can join your, your um, group. And I'm like, no, join the group because... When you learn to run correctly, the weight will follow. Can you talk about that, that idea that if I learn to run correctly, that actually there's a good chance I will lose weight? Sure. So the challenge, I think, when some people, again, with running, um, if I'm, say, I've never run before, or I'm just getting started, or, you know, I'm a little heavier, all these things, think about the struggle that running becomes, because you go out there you start trying to run for a lot of people, either they get winded too early, so they have to mm-hmm. stop and walk or something hurts. So they yeah. either have to stop and walk or they stop and they don't run anymore. It's one of the two, because what happens is if you've never, if you haven't been running or it's a struggle to run, how are you going to just keep yourself going? Right. Whereas right. say, for example, and this is important for people to understand, like, say you sit on an exercise bicycle, a stationary cycle. Almost everyone could say reduce the resistance of the pedals and manage to keep pedaling, which is why a lot of people use stationary bikes. But right. Yeah. Correct. Without even being very fit, most people could sit on a bicycle, again, low resistance and just pedal. Well, the challenge with running is it doesn't work that way. Running is running and it's hard and it's cardiovascular. and It's just, you know, it's really tough. So what I challenge people is imagine if I could put you on a machine right? And Mm -hmm. say, okay, you're going to pedal and burn this many calories in this much time. I bet you would be able to pedal for those calories or for that time for the calories. And that's unfortunately how people get stuck in a rut with weight loss. They really think it's got to be a certain time or certain amount of calories. I got to get my sweat. So my, my challenge to people is, um, with the running and especially learning to run, running itself is around 1500 steps a minute. I'm sorry, a mile, a mile, a mile, a mile. mile. So imagine if instead of trying to like grit through your run or uh, all this like exertion, what if you practiced and worked on, remember running is the same step over and over and over, just like you're bicycling, you're pedaling the same way over and over. So imagine if I could get you to practice the pedaling portion, the pulling, I call it right. The pulling and the run doing that correctly 1500 times. Repeated, you see what I mean? Wouldn't have to be in a row necessarily, but all of a sudden your body is getting to do cardiovascular work. It's going to develop muscle tendon elasticity. You're going to be working the right muscles. You're going to be holding yourself the right way. Well, guess what? The more you do that, then your body becomes more efficient. That's how you burn the calories is when you're able to do the movement repetitively and correctly. And and that's really important because I I think we forget about this. A great example that we've talked about are curb runs, right? Where you find a little Mm -hmm. curb in a parking lot 
and, and you work on doing curb runs. But I'm a larger, I'm a larger girl. I've got about 30 pounds on me that has kind of gotten into a, into a stuck position. It hasn't come off in a while. I might not want to do curb runs at a six inch curb. There is absolutely nothing wrong with me grabbing a little two inch curb, right? A little, a little step up because it's the idea. I have to lift this extra 30 pounds. I'm right. not gonna, if I had 30 pounds of weight, would I rather step up on a 12 inch box or a six inch box? Right. So, so talk about that too, about the, that this idea that you can graduate, you can graduate up to like, start with that two inch, then go up to the six, inch, right. then go out right. to that run. Well, you know, and it's funny because I used to teach step aerobics and that's exactly yeah. what we did. We'd be like, start with just the platform, then right. add a riser, then add a second riser. Then, you know what I mean? And right. that's how everyone did it. And it was totally normal. Well, with running, people will say, well, just go out and see what you can do or try to run easy. And you're like, I mean, run easy. This is hard. <laughs> it's yeah. hard to run. So one of the things to realize, guys, is that we know that. And part of the fun of learning how to run is so many people that we've worked with, I mean, that I've worked with too, they have so much like rhythm, coordination. A lot of, a, a lot of you guys can, I mean, Caroline and I laugh about this, but she's really good at like doing the pony or jump ropes, little movements that she can't do for like an hour, but putting the, that kind of work into for your running is how, is how one, you get fitter, you get stronger, all of that. But you're exactly right. We start people with just a very small change of support, I call it. So it's almost like no change of platform, if you will. Right. And then, yeah, right. a little bit of a curb run. We've got bands that we, we have all kinds of modifications. We have all kinds of levels. You start with standing training without any kind of bouncing. Then you start adding in a little bit of impact. And I, and the best part is taking someone through how to, like I said, it's, it's how to do the movement and you learn in place and then you take it out and start to travel it. That's the best part because you can learn and then take it out a little bit and then a little bit more. And then if you get to where you need to stop and reset, all of a sudden you stop, you reset and you're going again, instead of just thinking, I'm just going to try to make it to the end of the street. You know, and hope well, let's something talk good about to that happen. too, because you really, this is something that I, I, I forget a lot. And then I have to remind myself of it, but it's really true. That idea of, um, you know, we joke about the, the runner at the stoplight that sits there jumping up and down right? <laughs> yeah. or, or uh, the walk and the walking and, and running and the idea that um, I understand the concept behind the, the idea of walking and running, but you really believe in if I'm going to go out for 10 minutes and I've worked myself up to that, I've been able to do my, my curb runs and my different things. And I can, I want to go out and try for 10 minutes. Then I go and I stop when it gets hard and I do a couple of jumps and, but I don't walk. Right. Is that correct? You want me to stop and reset, reset mm -hmm. what I'm doing. And why is that? Well, mainly because one of the challenges in running, and it doesn't matter how long you've been running, how good you are at running, running is cardiovascular. It's a breathing activity, right? First and foremost. So what I challenge people is a lot of times when you stop to, to want to run, it can be because you're winded, don't get me wrong. But if right. you stop and then you start walking, then you didn't give your heart a rest. 
You're okay. basically saying to your heart, I don't care. You're going to keep yeah. moving. Well, yeah. if you're going to tell your body that I don't care, you're going to keep moving. Then what I suggest, and this is just for this learning practice, y'all, not forever. Right. Then, then if you just challenge yourself instead to say to your heart, to say to your body, all right, let's pause a minute. Let's take a few deep breaths. Let's get our heart rate back down. Let's refocus. Let me get back into my pose. Let me fall and start to pull. 99% of the time you will find that, ow, oh, I actually am able to continue running. And you need to have that conversation with yourself because once it gets hard to, to breathe, if the first thing you do is simply stop, but tell your body, you still have to keep walking. It's nothing to do with running anymore. Right. And it's important to understand that guys, because running is a really clear, once you start to practice the running, it's, the, it's a conversation that you're having with your connection with your movement. So I also, by the way, in the practice, encourage walking in a hundred percent. We love walking. We teach right. pose walking. We love it. What I'm saying to you is that once a week or whatever, in the beginning of the practice, when you go out, even today, when I run, just so you guys know, if I feel like I'm off or I need to stop or there's a stop sign or a stop light, instead of thinking, I have to keep moving, I have to keep moving. It's such a better relationship to be like, all right, we're going to pause a minute, get my breath. And then when I restart, put myself back in alignment, check in with myself and then restart. Honestly, if you do not, what happens is you get to a place where you will just be able to keep running because right. just think about it. You will get cardiovascularly stronger. You are going to get better at running. But in the beginning, if you give yourself that gift of restarting, at the end of that run, you will find, wow, I just ran and your muscles will feel better. Your joints will feel better. Your body will feel better rather than just trying to continue movement when your body was telling you it was fatigued. Well, and I want to circle that back to the idea of the weight. So you were also a fitness and a personal trainer. You've done that been in training people with their fitness for what? Going on almost, let's say 30 years, decades. 30, 33 years. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so when, you, when I think about it from that perspective, you think about the trend that was, what, 10 years ago, the hit trend, the high-intensity interval training. In mm -hmm. a way, that was a big deal because people would – be at, bring up their their heart rate to a certain point and then they stop and then they bring it up again the tabatas were a big one just killed me but <laughs> my point is in a sense that's what these smaller stop let yourself regroup go back out again that's why if you focus on the movement focus on the correct i'm going to just focus on the correct technique the weight will follow because you're actually doing more for your body in terms of heart rate and cardiovascular rather than trying to go out and muscle through an hour. Correct. And also, and this is a big thing because a lot of people use running as a food reward. I'm going to yeah. run five miles and then I can eat whatever I want. I'm it is not that. one that's not true. And think yeah. about it. I feel like when you start to see running and believe me, guys, I love to eat. I'm not, I'm not yeah. a, anything like that. <laughs> no, she's but, nothing. But, she's nothing. She's not a salad freak or anything, guys. I, yeah, eat no, I, I, love <laughs> I mean, I'm a very healthy person, but my, my challenge to you is this. When you start to move your body, 
correctly and you start to right. connect with running and the whole bit of what running is, you will find the reward is the run. Feeling yeah. good in your run is the reward. And you're going to start wanting to go out there because you're going to want to run instead of treating it as I have to go running or the only way I'm going to lose weight is running. No, it's going to be about, I cannot wait to go out and really connect with what running is. And that's a good <laughs> point. And like, not to bring in diet per se, but thinking about the idea of food is fuel. And I don't want to take guys, I love to eat. So I'm not taking that away from anybody. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about this idea of, I knew, knew when I ate like uh, nachos the night before a run, I didn't run as well, right? I had uh -huh. beans or whatever. It, it affected my run. For some reason, I'll tell you, Kung Pao chicken was perfect. It was always my go-to like night before <laughs> run dinner. But at the same time, I think when you begin to become aware of your body, you can also become more aware. And this is where I'm going to get a little woo because I was talking about this with one of our members yesterday. We were talking about that running can sometimes become just as addictive or a, a buffering technique as you would do against alcohol or overeating, right? Usually what those things are, overworking, overshopping, overeating, overexercising, all of these things are a way for you to mask feeling a feeling. And usually it's something of, you know, maybe it's uncomfortableness, maybe it's uh, stress. You just don't want to feel it. So you go running. You don't want to feel it. So you grab a ding dong. You don't want to feel it. So you grab a big old glass of Chardonnay, right? We've all gone through periods like that. Maybe you're actually living in it right now. So what I want to kind of get you into is if you start becoming more mindful of why you're running, and I've noticed this with myself, I'm going to come back to the food. I become more mindful of when I'm hungry. Am I eating because I'm hungry or am I eating because I'm tired and I'm bored and I'm frustrated, right? When I get in a fight with my boss or he pisses me off, man, I want potato chips. <laughs> Nobody's business. And I started noticing this because over the last year, my husband and I go to breakfast at a certain um, restaurant that I love. I'm going to go off on a tangent here really quick, but I want you to, it, it'll come back to your mindset and being more aware. I used to go with a friend of mine, we'd go once a month, and I'd eat this big skillet that I loved, this fantastic skillet. I would clean my plate every month we would go. And I did that for about six months. And then recently I've been going with my husband, but it's been every week. And he just made me realize I'm, I, don't, I don't quite have to finish it. Like I'll get to like the last, probably maybe a third of it. So I started taking part of it home. And over the last month, it's gotten to where that I'll take part of it home. And that one meal that I used to finish in one sitting, I now finish over the course of three days, guys, three meals that I used to sit, same amount, I'd eat in one sitting. And I really, I thought, well, why am I not hungry anymore? It's because I'm letting my, myself be aware that I'm full. I'm not eating for the sake of eating. I'm not so I want to bring that back into your running. I want to bring that back into your life. When you become aware of your body and how it moves in space, you become aware that maybe it's not hungry. Maybe it's just thirsty. Maybe you actually are tired because you were outside. You become really in tune to your body and what it needs. And like I said, I haven't necessarily lost, lost weight, but I'm 
haven't put on any weight either because I'm not eating that, that meal once a week. I'm eating it over the course of three meals. So I just wanted to kind of bring that up as, a, as another thing that kind of is a byproduct when you actually start to learn to become more in tune with, with your body and how it's moving in space. And then I'm going to add on because one of the things that I've heard all my life is you can eat whatever you want because you work out all the time. Oh, so yeah, I've heard that <laughs> forever and ever and ever. And the reality is when you do exercise a lot, when you do run, especially running because it's impact and there's a lot of GI issues in running that we can get, we can go yeah. into, yeah. but um, when you do exercise a lot and you are consistently exercising a lot, food in a hundred percent affects you. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I, and, and it is funny as you, and especially as you get older guys, but there's a reality that when you realize that you need less, it's not a, it's not about extremism. It's not about limitation. It's about right. actually just like with the running, the reason that I can actually stop in my run, if I need to and reset, maybe I need to stretch, maybe I need to reset. Maybe I don't need to stop that freedom really does translate because for me personally, I do the same thing every day. I'm a, I'm a 5 a.m. exerciser. Not everyone loves to do that. I do. I have for 30 years and I don't eat before I exercise. I'm a coffee person. You'll never see me without my coffee. If you do, something's wrong. Right. You're right. <laughs> and however, do I tell people you should only drink coffee before you run? Absolutely not. And some people really cannot. So yeah. it's really a personal thing. But the, what, what you will find is if you start, just like Caroline said, listen to your body more. So like when you go out for a run, it's the same thing. You're, we're telling you to reconnect with yourself, which can also be uncomfortable. However, once you find that it's so much more fun to go running with the freedom of I'm going to just run. And if I need to stop, I'm going to stop and then I'm going to restart. And then the next time, maybe, I'll, you know, and that's the same thing. Like your meal now takes you three times or whatever yeah. it does. And maybe one day you're really hungry. The whole thing, who cares? I mean, yeah. the idea though, is that you didn't, um, do that by making yourself feel bad about it. And we want to say the same thing back with running Bingo. just because you need to stop is not a fail. <laughs> it's yeah. a reset. Yeah. <laughs> and as you, I just feel like as you become more aware of, wow, like, um, that was maybe that was interesting. We've talked about this before. That was interesting today. I was able to go to the, you know, to the stop sign where yesterday I had to stop twice and you can really right. ask yourself, right. well, what did I eat? Is right. it later? In how the was day? my sleep? Yeah. Did I you sleep? Know, okay. Right. How, yeah. What time of the day is it? Is it hot outside? You know, there's so many things that can affect your mood and that mood can affect your running that I think we forget about. And so as part of the mental side of running, I'm really glad we talked about this because that's the other thing. If you start thinking I can't because I'm heavy or uh, you start body shaming yourself. Um, I need to lose weight before I do this. It's just going to make it less joyful. And the whole point is to make it something that you enjoy and it feels good. And that kind of, you don't want to have that kind of conversation. So start like reconnecting with, with the joy that comes from moving and say, I get to go running. I get to move and I'm just going to get better every day. Thank you for joining us on the RunRx podcast. If you'd like to know more, join us at www.runrx.fit. 
And if you have additional questions that you'd like answered on the podcast, email us at support at runnerx.fit. 